Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. They offer just about every battery under the sun, from car and truck batteries to batteries for your trail cameras and rangefinders. Select retail locations even offer cell phone repair and cracked screen repair. Find a local retail location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made-in-America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Get him! Get him! Yeah! Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many days? How many days a week you spend out there? As much as I can, to be honest with you. Any time that I get, I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else. I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. <laughs> the truth. On the Houndsman XP Podcast Network, the pre-roll is going to be short and sweet and to the point. Crank up the volume. This is big country coming on the wood. I bet you can't listen to it just once. both on your phone every time I talk to you or every time I'm anywhere near you. All right. I'm here sitting down at Salem, Illinois 
with Mr. Ashley Oxendine, Mr. John Strickland, and they have been gracious enough to uh, sit down with me for the truth portion on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network. Ashley, John, how you guys doing today? Good, buddy, good. Good. Uh, well, you guys got some dogs in last night, didn't you? Got two. Yeah, Jake got in. Jake's, Jake Moore's sitting here behind us. He says he's going to be a silent witness, which that's the only time I've ever seen Jake Moore silent. <laughs> and then uh, Dale got in last night, Dale Huff. Yeah, Little mm-hmm. Trigger and Big Trigger. Little Trigger and Big Trigger got in. So uh, you guys are doing better than we are. We can't win a cast. Trader Inc. can't win a cast out here, I found out. I can't win a cast. I don't know what the world. Jeff can't win a cast. Yeah, what did uh, you hunted Apollo last night? I did. How did he look? I did. He looked horrible. Really? I mean, he got in and got struck and treed. Had a big live oak, a big white oak acre tree, I don't think. There were six coons sitting around him. I don't think he had anything. Hmm. Billy Bell's a little shifter dog. He treated a coon for 100 and 100 right in front of us. Right, right, did a great job. Headed to me, Billy's comes treed 60 yards to right of mine. I seen the coon before we ever got to mine. So well, this is ugly. Cut back loose, and Billy's treating another coon. So Shifter's a pretty good dog. Yeah, you gotta know when to quit. Yeah, you know? Shifter's he, done a lot of winning. You know, it's funny them dogs like Shifter and Cap, the, the one Ward's hunting, and two or three more that I can name. They all about the same age, and them dogs were, are not only were they inconsistent, but they would probably miss more coons than they should. And now they're getting some age on them, and you look, them dogs are like the, you know, the the, the Carl Anthony Downs and. The, and, yeah, you know they're coming up. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how consistent and how good that that little group of dogs are yeah. coming. And they have Ward put on a dang what he had seven hundred plus and five twenty five. Yeah, that pro yeah. sport hunt up there. He, uh, you know, he had I don't know seven or eight hundred. Yeah. As much as I hate to sit here and compliment Michael Ward, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't is, complimenting him. <laughs> no, that is a. Cap's a good dog, and Cap, Cap can light up the scoreboard if he's in the right situation, too. And Michael even talked about that when he was on the podcast. He said, you put him in coons, and he'll just beat the brakes off of you. If you draw Cap, you need to take him to the biggest, gnarliest woods you can find. Keep him off them fence rows. Yeah, them fence get, rows, get he will absolutely them, destroy you. Get him in them tickets. Yeah. Ashley, what have you been doing this week? You're doing, you're doing business. Every time I'm looking at you, you're, you're trying to make some more money it's, or something. It's tough, man. On the farm, it's busy all the time. I know. Well, you guys do. you got a lot going on. A lot. Yep. Have you been hunting much? Haven't been any. I know it's, you've been you've been busy doing the farm been work. Crazy. Crazy. I hope we. Well, you know with our weather, uh, like October, that's when our good hunt starts. October, yeah. November, December, and through the end. So I know I haven't been out there to hunt with you yet, but I've seen some of your videos and some of that water and them farms <laughs> and stuff. Ooh, weird. I don't know if that'd be much fun or not. Yeah, I don't believe you want to come hunt with me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you guys own. And I want to talk about a lot of dogs and talk a lot about a, about a lot of things. But you guys own, well, I only know two blue ticks, and I drew one last night, and Big Country is my favorite. <laughs> uh, you guys own Country together, and he's been, I, 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 I still say he's put, he put up the best two hours I've ever seen out of a dog when John was handling him up there at that mm-hmm. $6,500 hunt at the house. And he's an impressive dog, and he's really throwed a lot of pups. And we, I'm going to sit down and just kind of pick your guys' brain about country first. How's country doing? I ain't seen a, I ain't seen the poor dog for a while. I miss him. I hadn't either. Actually, <laughs> won't, actually won't let me. He's scared to death. I'm going to take country and pull him out of retirement and start hunting again. He hides him from he, me. He's, he's doing phenomenal. You know, he's breeding a lot of females, and we try to rotate him out. You know, like some guys down south my way to try to – it's farther from John and then vice versa. But he's looking – He's looking real good. He, he looked like he's five years old. Yeah, how old, how old is country now? Maybe nine in December. That's what December I thought. December 12th. Yeah. Yeah. So the country's getting some age on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what you guys got for pups out of country right now? I have a hills and country yeah. pup. He loves to run. He's really not set in on trend yet. Um, we got Zeb 3 female off of um, JB's mom. Mm-hmm. She Nice pups, good looking pups. Um, but far as... A hills and country put on this thing that we have really off yeah. of country. But there's country pups winning. The, what's the um, Burkholder's female? <clears throat> and then you got. Uh, I'm I'm gonna. It was funny because just on the way up here on Sunday, um, the old Norm Starling, you know, he, that whole deal. But when I was at the pro <laughs> sport hunt, he had said he said something about country or uh, he said this is a 
the best blue tick living or something in front of a bunch of people. I said, no, the, or the money winning blue tick you want to be. I said, the money winning is blue tick ever is in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's the Oxidine's house. And I said, I tell you, he's the best blue tick that I know of living, including yours, messing with him. And uh, he said, he popped off and said, well, what's his pups doing? And I said, dude, you don't even want to go there. But I, I don't even sit and think about it sometimes. I, I was Sunday, I was driving up, and next week I'm going to get with Alan Genrich. He said he'd run a por- report, and I'm going to get with uh, Brandy and them girls at PKC and, and put together some stuff that shows it's really phenomenal what the pups have done. I mean, like Burke Holder, he's the third money winning his crossbred female ever. Uh, you know, the and he turned like $100,000 down for yeah. that pup. And then uh, a lot of people don't know it, but the female that uh, won the Triple Crown last year is a country pup, Mm -hmm. you know? And, I mean, nobody thought about that. I I didn't even think about it, actually. What makes country Um, amongst these blue tick guys, what makes country, because he's a controversial dog, and I don't understand it, because that's as good a dog as I've seen turn loose, and you would think, and they are breeding to him a lot, but there's a mm -hmm. lot of Walker guys breeding to him. There's a lot of PKs. What? For some reason, there's just kind of some angst in the blue tick side of it towards country. I, I think, Josh, that there's an angst amongst all the blue tick guys. I yeah. don't think it's country. I, I've noticed that, you know, it, it was pretty phenomenal to me when Gary Uchman called me and said, hey, I want to breed some females to country, you know. I, I was like, Gary, it, and I'm not knocking the breed. I love to breed. I, matter of fact, like one of my top five favorite dogs was a, a one called Wolf Creek Nodhead. And yeah. we got in the final four to PKC World Hunt one time. He kind of reminded me of country, big stout, beautiful, big mouth. And I loved that dog. I mean, that phenomenal hound. So I've always, and I, I hunted the Blue Stealth dog for Rocky Wilkes. I hunted with the Fido dog, him and Richie McDonald, a little bit to Richie mm-hmm. McDonald. So there's a big line of blue ticks that I've followed a long time, and I, I really like them. Um, but it's hard to find one that can compete. They're out there, don't get me wrong, but it's hard to find one that can compete on an every night level. And these, these blue tick guys, they don't like to cross out. And I think that's a big problem and the demise of their breed where we're at today because if you, I'm going to use you guys for example, Trader Inc. I love Jed Finley like a brother. I'd take a bullet for him. But Jed Finley has in tried the, to... In the leg, though, not like in the chest. <laughs> no, in the pinky toe, little toe, okay? <laughs> but but Jed, Jed is as good a dog man in, in being able to know what it takes to win these hunts. But he's been trader, 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 and he did his little logo, and he, he bought into it himself to where Jed really needs to cross out to make that dog or that line of dogs better, I believe. I, I, the best at doing that, I thought, was, was uh, Barry Kitty. Yeah. You know, I thought Barry Kitty did a phenomenal job. And he's well, the a, proof's in the pudding there. Well, I mean, look at the numbers. Yeah, yeah, but you think about it. You never even hear about Barry Kitty anymore, Yeah, you know. Um, we were going over last night, and Billy Bell called. You know, Barry's like Billy's mentor mm-hmm. was forever. I actually talked to Billy yesterday about maybe getting Barry on this. Yeah, you know? yeah. And Barry, you know, Barry was good as they come, and then he, he had enough for – foresight to see hey i want to breed this kind of dog and like ashley's heels dog i i'm not a big guy on what something's off of i just mm-hmm. like a good one you know and ashley's heels dog every time we go down at marsh and i don't care if i treat 10 or 12 a night she'll treat 14 if i treat one <laughs> she treats three in a minute one night i had her beat i was hunting wishbone he falls in there bam he trees a coon i'm like oh i got you oh mama ain't said anything <laughs> I pull her off. I pull him off that tree and send him. Bam! He trees another coon. I said, "Uh huh. Your, your tail's beat tonight." And all of a sudden, Mama comes tree like forty foot behind us. I'm like, "She's jealous tree." And she had a whole oak tree full of coons. But we send her. Mine's getting on through there. I'm like, "All right, bud. You got to get treed." She goes like four trees over. Bam! Trees another coon. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, well, let's drive around. Ashley's like, let's cut her one more time. He cuts her. She goes eight trees over, bam, trees another coon. Now I'm a coon behind. At the end of the night, I was, I was like nine coons behind, yeah. you know. And, and Billy said something yesterday. We was talking about peaches and them dogs. And, and she goes, Billy said, yeah, that, that hills is double wipeout bread. I said, you stupid. He said, you better look. And Ashley said, yeah. I'm like, no wonder I can't stand that bitch, you know. <laughs> Anyway, I I always because heels come from my part of the world. 
Mm-hmm. And I always loved heels. But she was kind of moody. Yep. And sometimes she would, if she didn't like who was handling her, if she didn't like something, she was going to really screw that handle over. I seen her, I seen her just hose Travis Carlock out of a four-wheeler one night. <laughs> I mean, just hosed him. But, man, when she wanted to tree coon, she would beat the brakes off you. Absolutely beat the brakes off of yeah. you. You know, going back to, to Kitty, uh, when I, I mean, I've been competition hunting since I was 12 years old and PKC hunting since I was, I don't know, 16. And a, a guy named Tim Kramer, I think his PKC number is like 61 yeah. or something stupid. He, he's the one that really got me over the hump and taught me how to win, you know, in, in a PKC hunt. And I, I learned so much from him. Well, it was Tim Kramer and Junior Jackson and Doug Jackson and Barry Kitty, Clay Young. He was young. Billy was really young. We, you know, he was younger than me. So that's the guys when I was a kid that I was hunting against. And and as I got older and started working, was able to to buy a better dog or and hunt more and train better dogs. And I got where I could compete. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we we were running habit. And a female named Salt Creek Jenny. And every time. It didn't matter. It's like we'd win, 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 win. And back then, the big deal was the pro division. And every time I drew Kitty, I was like, come on, man. You know, I, I, I don't ever, ever, ever remember beating Barry Kitty. Uh, something would always happen. Yeah. And one time we was, I'd, we was at the Georgia pro hunt, and I was in and uh, would have it in the final four. And uh, it was it was pouring down, raining. And... Uh, Somebody said something about splitting. I said, no. He was hunting old Ruby. I'm like, no, I ain't I ain't splitting tonight. I'm going to beat him. I got him. It's raining. You know, Habit's got that big old mouth. I'm going to wear him out. We go out there, and I, I beat him all the way to the last minute, like 20 seconds. And, mm-hmm. and old Ruby come walking beside us right on past Habit's tree. And I said, mm-hmm. I got her now, you know, and, and she did kind of what heels did. She goes over about four trees and comes treed with like 38 seconds in the hunt. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me, come on trees. And she's got a coon and beats me. And we get back to the truck. And I said, uh, don't put her in your truck. What do you mean? I said, I'm, I'm, tired of, I'm tired of her beating me. I'm buying her. And he goes, I don't want to sell her. I said, I don't want to hear it. I'm buying her. <laughs> put her in my truck. He got to laughing. He goes, you'll just bring her back. I'm like, no, you put her in my truck. So I, <laughs> I bought her. Give him, forked out the cash, a whole pile of cash, and I took her home, and I only hunt one dog. Even today, yeah. I only hunt one dog. I had habit at the time. I said, I bought you a dog, Kramer. Me and Kramer own dogs. <laughs> Kramer said, what is it? I said, it's old Ruby. He goes, oh, he wouldn't sell her. I said, boy, I bought her, but I'm tired of getting beat by her. I bought her. He goes, boy, we'll wear them out with habit and Ruby. And about three weeks later, he said, I, I can't hunt her, Bo. I said, what do you mean? He goes, that thing trails and barks and boobats around and <laughs> He says, I, I can't do it. You're going to have to take her. I said, well, I can win with her. Barry Kitty win with her. I said, give her to me. I'll give you habit. And I, I think it was about six nights I called Barry up and said, Barry, I said, well, how much of my money can I get back? He went to laughing. I said, well, it's like this. Either A, you're going to handle for me because I'm bringing her back to your house or you're just going to buy her back. And he said, just bring old mama home. Ain't no problem. And he, I Go back and get a little bit of my money back. <laughs> it wasn't all of it, though, oh, was it? Oh, no. It, it might have been half, you know. And, yeah. and uh, Kitty just laughed. And and uh, so we, we go to the next pro hunt, and I draw him again, and final four again, and he beats me again. And I'm just like, man. Some people and some dogs and some – and Barry's just one of those guys, too. And there's, you, there's guys like that around here, too, that just seems like you, ain't nothing you can do with them. Mm-hmm. And you you don't like their dog, and you don't like what they do, and you don't like how they do it. And then by the end of the hunt, they're still beating you by a quarter. And it's amazing sometimes. Yeah. That's we need to just start buying them all. Yeah. Right. Rainy. <laughs> yeah. Ike size them. Yeah, that's right. How many, how many dogs did they have here this I, week? Uh, Ike Rainy, if you ever listen to this, I think 56, but that's not from you. That's just from the rumors. <laughs> I know I watched them draw like 30 or 31 out mm-hmm. at this hunt. But I think he's got about 56 or 58 coon dogs he's bought. My, my. And I'm drawing, I've drawn and judged one about every night, it feels like. Oh, yeah, you're going to get yeah, one. You're I mean, just going to run dogs, you got to, yeah. you know. Ashley, we're going to let you talk. I know John likes to talk all the time. We're going <laughs> to let Ashley talk a little bit. Tell us, 
we're talking about country earlier, and we're going to get into the country versus bad habit conversation here after a bit. John's rolling his eyes at me, but I've always, I'm always asking him to pick one, and he won't ever pick one. But uh, what made you, because, I mean, everybody, not everybody hadn't heard of country. I remember when Wes bred Ruby, I believe Burkholder still had him then, didn't he? I had bought him. You had just bought him? Yeah. Yeah, and he's, Wes is hunting at my house. We're pleasure hunting, and he's telling me he's going to breed to this blue tick. I'm saying, you're, you're what? <laughs> He goes, oh, you'd love this dog. You'd love this dog. And I rolled my eyes. I said, I bet I don't. But what what drew you to, to even pick up country? Um, I've hunted all my life, um, Josh. And we got out of it. I was building my business. And I got out of it like 18 years. You know, my family, my granddad, great-granddad, it's in my blood, you know. But I never did. I had competition a little bit, but never had the money to, you know, hunt at a big level, you know. And I Rocky Hodge uh, called Wes and said, oh, we're looking for a good dog. You know, for me, I had to have a good one to, to hunt. You know, I know what a coon dog was. I just couldn't take an average dog. And my son, at that time, he was wanting to start back hunting. And he got killed in June of 18. And I said, man, I'm not going to do it. But I, and then I thought about it. I said, you know, I made him a promise that I was going to start back, and I'm going to do it. So, and I did. And, and, and Rocky called Wes. Wes showed me a female that he had. And you know, I said, Wes, and Wes, when he seen that, you know, I, he ain't want to buy this dog. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to tell you where a good one is. He said, country. I said, big country. See, I said, the blue dog? He said, yeah. I said, man, that blue dog can't win. He said, I'm <laughs> telling you. He said, he's the real deal. So I called uh, Steve and Donnie. They wouldn't even return my phone call. <laughs> so I said, Wes, you got to try to, you know, line it up for me. And he did. And we went out, and I stayed with Burke Holder three nights in the first honestly hour I was blown away yeah. you know and I've seen some good dogs go you know my country is terrible you know far as tree and coons and I just couldn't believe it I, I mean I was blown away and his downfall was he just his gear he went too deep you know just yeah. he just he was a hard going dog and we made the deal I bought him and right after I bought him John called me he told me, he said, I'm John Strickland from Springfield, Kentucky, and, you know, want to buy a country. I said, no, nah, he ain't for sale. <laughs> I said, you hadn't had him very long when John called, had you? Nah, no, yeah. I hadn't had him, like, maybe six weeks, maybe, yeah. six or eight weeks. And, and then we, I had him all winter at my house hunting, and we went to the CHKC World Hunt. I hadn't met John, you know, and that's where I met John, and, um, Burkholder got him like three days before the CHKC World Hunt. We went up there and got in the top three or four. Yeah. And um, then I met John and and you know we made a deal. And John said, "If you ain't gonna sell, sell me half of him." <laughs> and it wasn't very long after that. You had just got him whenever I hunted with him. I think you hadn't had him very long. I, I had had him. Uh, so I seen Ashley at the CHKC World Hunt, and and he, I called him. He was whispering. I couldn't understand him. I mean, he, I swear, guys, I could not. I'm like really plugging my ear with one on the phone. I'm yeah. plugging my ear and trying to listen, but come to find out, now I know his wife and we're, we're best buddies and all. But Cressa's wife was in the bed, and he didn't want Cressa to know how much he paid for that dog. <laughs> and he was trying to whisper. That was that's how it was. Yeah. And, and I offered him a bunch of money, and and uh, he goes, no, 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 that that won't buy him. And I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna pull the gloves off. I said, let me tell you what I'm gonna do. I said, in the morning, I'm going to get up. I'm going to have a McDonald's bag, and this is what's going to be in it. And it was, uh, it, it was a whole, whole, whole lot of money. It was yeah, more than I ever dreamed I'd offer for a dog. And I'd never laid eyes on this dog. And uh, he sits there a minute on the phone. He says, no, I think I'm going to keep him. I'm like, well, that dude's an idiot. <laughs> I didn't know him. Nobody knew him. I mean, yeah. nobody knew him. He said yeah. he's a chicken farmer in North Carolina. And I'm like, huh, okay. Whatever. Actually, don't strike me as a common chicken farmer in North Carolina. <laughs> well, now that we I, all know him, yeah, now know, that we know we him, know but that's him just then, what yeah. he was. So I called him up. He, he turned all that money down. So I don't think nothing about it. You know, I go to CHKC World Hunt. I got my back turned. I hear somebody say, "John Strickland." And he, when I heard John Strickland, I knew that voice. He's got a unique voice. And I'm like, Ashley Oxidine. We get to talking, and we're in the pharmaceutical wholesale business. And his wife's a pharmacist, so we had that in common. Yeah. There's a lot of things, and we grew up coon hunting 10, 11 years old. We had that in common, and. And uh, he says to me, he says, what, what you doing on Wednesday? 
And I'm like, oh, whatever I want to do, why? He goes, you want to take country to the nationals? Burkholder can't go. And I said, heck yeah. He said, can you call him? I said, you got a video of him? <laughs> he said, yeah. I said, play it. And I listened. I said, yeah, I'm good. And he says, uh, well, I'll meet you Sunday with him. I said, we got a problem. He said, what's the problem? I said, I ain't hunting nothing I own, it, own at least half of. Oh, I don't want to sell him. No, I said own. And he goes, I yeah. don't want to sell him, John. I said, well, sell me half. And he says, I don't know. And I said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do, buddy. I've never still laid eyes on this dog. I'm just going by what Jeff Rickliffe basically, basically had said. And, and I actually, and actually don't even know this today. I actually sent Jeff kind of as a spy <laughs> down there to hunt with that dog after he done drew him one time. Yeah. I said, don't say nothing to him about buying. You just go hunt with him. And then I got him to get steve to come to his house where i kind of knew the hunting layout and and he's calling me he said we treat 17 tonight and i said well how many country treat 15 and i'm like huh so anyway so we at the chkc world hunting we we cut a deal and i'm like i tell jeff jeff said what do you think i said he's a good dude i i, I know i said but if they win the chkc world hunt i said he ain't gonna sell me half this dog ain't no way in hell i said i can forget it i'm still looking you know and uh they get in, and he calls me. He says, "We in?" I said, "Boy, that's good." He goes, "I'll meet you Sunday." I said, "What if you, what if you win this thing?" You know. And he goes, "Well, I told you I was meeting you Sunday at the at the uh, star, at the oh, uh, coffee shop Starbucks there in um, Memphis, or he said Nashville." He said, "So if we went on we went a world hunt, when I see you Sunday, I'll I'll be handing you a world champion to hunt Wednesday." So. Jeff leaves there and comes to my house, so we get countries hobbled up, his foot's cut. I'm like, man, I can't even hunt this dog, you know? So we lay him up. That was like, a pretty brutal final cast. It was. Oh, yeah, Jeff Burkhalter come uncorked. He can't. His, <laughs> he's better now. His nerves <laughs> got. I, I look back at that. I'm like, dude, I don't want to world hunt with that dog. Yep. Anyway, so I get this dog, and I can't hunt him. And I lay him up one night, I lay him up the next night, and I lay him up the next night. Jeff's still at my house. and I said, Jeff, I just need to drop him one drop. He goes, I think he's good now. I said, all right. So I turned this dog down a little old oak tree line. I hunt all the time. There's always pretty good hunting. I cut him down through there, and, bud, he comes treed. And I'm, I'm telling you, it, it, like, literally made the hair stand up on your back. Mine, because he was just, sound like a tractor trailer coming yeah. down the off-ramp. I'm like, my God. I said, I know I got a lot of money in, but I can tell half of him. I said, but I can tell you one thing, bud. I'm a happy camper right now. I, just that mouth alone. And Jeff said, I'll bet you a hundred he's got a raccoon. I ain't never seen a treaty he didn't have a raccoon in. And I laughed. And we drove up within five foot in the side-by-side. He was on a gut sling. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked. And Jeff said, I ain't. So we got to keep looking. I said, buddy, it's slick. So then the word got out that, you know, people that really didn't know Ashley, like a bunch of people in Georgia, Buddy Deletri and all yeah. that, Cecil Pittman and all them people down there, the word got out. I paid a bunch of money for just half of a blue tick. And I went to the Nationals, and uh, I won early the first night and got beat. And I won the next night early and got beat. I won the next night. And you beat me, actually. You beat me the, the last night. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was Michael Moody. Moody beat me one night. No, you had never hunted with him. No, I'd never hunted with him. It was Michael Moody. It had Michael, been Moody. Michael Moody, Michael Moody kept going, boy, I like that dog. I want to yeah. hunt with that dog. I want to hunt with that dog. Well, he goes out there and beats me. And he leaves, and him and Jed Finley's on the cast. And Jed's like, what do y'all want for that dog? I'm like, man, we ain't selling that dog. And country is through the world, treat again. I'm, I'm, he gets treated like two minutes after the cast. Yeah. I'm beat on tiebreaker. So Jed's like, I'm going to get country. He jogs back to his truck, and I'm like, I'm not running. He goes, I'm going to get him. I'll meet you on the road. He, I hear him, <laughs> pow, pow. He's in there shooting this coon at you. Know, and he gets back to the road, and he goes, I'm, I'm owning part of this dog. I'm like, you lost your mind, yeah. buddy. Uh, you, you know, so he keeps on. Well, at that point, I, there was two or three thing, little things a dog needed to make a big winner, and, and I'm like, all right, hunts are over until I get him where I want him, and I started pleasure hunting. And one thing at a time. And, and he learned really quick. And it, Ashley's like, when are you going to hunt? I said, when he's ready. Oh, boy. He said, and, and when, I, when we got in, Ashley said, the only thing I want to do is make him all-time, a platinum champion, yeah. of course. And I want to make him all-time money winning blue tick. And I said, Ashley, if this dog's what Jeff and Steve and these guys say is, we'll do it this year. And he laughed. He said, well, I give you one thing. You might be short, but you cocky. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm just telling you what we're going to do, you know. So. 
I don't hunt the dog. I'm pleasure hunting the dog. And I said, when are you taking the hunt? I said, when he's ready. And about two weeks later, when are you taking him to a hunt? And I'm like, when he's ready. And about a month later, when are you going to hunt? I said, bud, what did you tell me you wanted to do? You told me you want to be a platinum champion and you want to make all-time money winning blue dog. I said, when he's ready, I'll get that done. But he ain't ready. So y'all's hunt, Jed Finley's hunt, uh, come about. And I said, all right, he's ready. And I didn't tell Ashley I was going. I'm going up the interstate. And Ashley calls, where you at? I said, I'm in Missouri. What are you doing? I said, I'm going to make this dog the all-time money-winning blue tick. No, I said, I'm going to make this dog a platinum champion this weekend. And next weekend is Sean Woods' hunt up here. And mm-hmm. that weekend, I'm going to make him the all-time money-winning blue tick. Because he started laughing like something was funny. And I'm sitting there just calm as I can be. I said, what are you laughing at? He goes, boy, you something. I said, I'm just telling you what I'm going to do, Ashley. I said, I've been doing this a long time, and it's going to happen this week. Briar Creek Kennels is your complete hound hunting outfitter. Boots, lights, collars, and tracking equipment. Dog boxes, kennel supplies, collars, clothes, squalors. Whew, they have it all. Briar Creek Kennel is a garment and dog tree dealer. Owner Chris Girth will ensure Briar Creek Kennel customers will get top-of-the-industry customer service. Whether you purchase from their website or you find them at a major coonhound event, Chris and his staff will share expert knowledge and experience about every product they offer. Chris Girth is a top competitor and breeder of hounds. He knows what gear you need to be successful. Look for Briar Creek Kennels on the web for a complete online store or look at their fully stocked trailer at any major coonhound event. Briar Creek Kennels, offering a hound hunting public generations of excellence. Southern Hound Hunting Magazine is the most comprehensive magazine that represents your lifestyle as a houndsman. If you can Hunt it with a hound, it is being covered in the pages of Southern Hound Hunting Magazine. You also get an in-depth look at the men and women who are engaged in this lifestyle, living it every day to the fullest. From the Rocky Mountains to the Southern Swamps and across the ocean with articles about our international houndsmen and what they're chasing across the pond. Go to southernhoundhunting.com. Get your subscription for $15 a year. Southern Hound Honey Magazine, promoting the fair chase experience. So I go up and I draw Jed Finley. I draw Jason Clam with a Rex dog that been winning a bunch. And I draw Ryan Crossan with a world champ, ex-world champion. So I sent him a picture to scorecard, and he texts back, he says, couldn't you pick a little harder one? <laughs> and I said, well, I want to get started at the top, you know. And I think that night, I, I think Rex, everybody treated a coon, and I treated four. I had, like, a big score. Yeah. And I come in that night, and, and they said something about split. And I'm like, yeah, we split. Split was like $13,000. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that gives me tomorrow night, and he's going to be a platinum champion. And then – you know, the next weekend, I'm going to make him all-time money winning Blue Dog. That was what was in my mind. I really thought I could do that. I walk in the door, and you over to look at the car, and you like Red Bones or Atwell or something at the time, and I really didn't know you, and you were sitting there at the table, and you said, looked at me and said, is that dog really worth a damn? And I said, well, I don't eat. And you said, well, I can tell you what, it's going to happen tomorrow night. And I said, what? And you said, I will be guiding him tomorrow night. And I said, well, I guess you'll see what he is. And if you remember, I pulled that dog out the box, and he was standing up on his back feet smelling. Well, then you walked me like 200 yards. <laughs> I swear to you, guys, he walked me. Josh is like, come on, Strickland, got to go this way. And I'm like, there's a coon right here, dude. And Josh walks me like 200 yards down this trail to the point. I, matter of fact, I made a come. I said, dude, mine will go hunting. I don't know about y'all's, but mine will go hunting. I don't feel the need to walk. And I'm, I'm already getting agitated because he's all right. So we stopped. And we send these down, dogs down this path, and nothing opens, nothing opens, nothing opens, nothing opens. In about two minutes, my garment, now country's 220 yards on the garment. All of a sudden, he's 65 yards in front of me. And now he's 85 feet in front of me. And he, wall and on one bark, country struck. And he takes this track right-handed, wall, wall, wall. And Josh looks over at me and says, is that thing broke? 
not is he, is that thing broke. I remember like it was day, and I said, Josh, you fixing to see how broke he is. And about the time I said that, he loads up, and Josh says, oh, I like his tree mount. Walk in there, and they, they, they got struck and treed, so they headed off to theirs, and I tree, and we walk in there, and on the way in there, Josh said, he's got him, he's got him. I done seen him. I'm like, yeah, I seen him. So I tie him back. And, uh, One thing, because I knew what that woods was like. Yeah. None of them other guys knew what that. That woods wasn't, wasn't clean. Mm-mm. You know, it wasn't no, I mean, there's a lot of multiple rows. Once you got in there, it got cleaner. But right yeah. there where, where country was running, mm-hmm. I realized what he was running that track through. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, it's dark, and I'm looking at where country barked the last time. And you know how you do when them dogs are trailing around, even pleasure hunting. You're looking kind of towards where your dog, you think your dog is going to bark. Mm-hmm. And country opened once, and I look in there, and I'm kind of off to the right a little bit. I can tell which direction he's running this track. Well, the next time he barks is like at 4 o'clock. And the next time he barks is like at 7 o'clock. And my mm. head's way behind by then. By the time he makes his fourth bark, he's made this big loop. And he's run this coon through some pretty miserable stuff. Mm-hmm. And he got treated, and I thought, well, maybe that's just a one-off. Maybe that's just a... Well, well I'll never <laughs> forget. You said that, and you said he, he, he kind of looked at me and snarled. Suzanne was walking around with us, too, if you yep, remember. Yep. And Suzanne says, do you know that guy? I'm like, oh, he's, I think he's a pretty good dude, but I don't know him. And... He says, he don't like country, does he? And I said, oh, he'll come around. And went to laughing. <laughs> I was cutting up. So he kind of, we, we go down. And then, so we regather them and cut back loose and strike me for 100 and strike Moody for 75, strike these other dogs. And they kind of make a leap in there. And Moody, Moody's come trees right in front of us. And these dogs are right here in front of us. And, and I remember Josh looked at me and he said, this is where the rubber meets the road. And I said, what do you mean by that? He said, now, we're 200 yards in front of these dogs, and we're kind of up on a little hill looking down, you know, over the top of them. And he said, well, you got a dog tree right, the dog tree left. What's old blue country going to do now? And uh, about the time he said that, I said, Judge. He said, yeah. I said, you hear me through here? And the judge didn't answer. Josh is like, where? And I'm like, Judge. <laughs> I want to say, your ass ain't judging. You know, judge, I should have been. <laughs> do you hear me through here? And the judge said, yeah. I said, all right. He said, you treeing? I said, no, I just want to make sure you hear him. He was treed already, but yeah. I went. So we walk in, and I find Moody's coon, because I want Moody's dog to shut up so I can really hear him, not tree off a Garmin. So I find Moody's coon immediately, and we pull off. And when I do, I tree him, and we head to me. And Josh goes with me and Suzanne again, and we get about halfway across this field. Josh said, damn, he's got another one. He's got another one. I said, yeah. They come to me. And then we tree another, he trees another coon, and then he trees – we get cut loose, and, and uh, who was it arguing with us? Uh, uh, it was, at the end, it was Moody and Logan Ray. Logan Ray, yeah. right. So Logan yeah. Ray, uh, I, I've got this cast blown out. I mean, it is ugly. It's like I've got 700, somebody's got like 150 or something. It's stupid. So Moody's is way left-handed, and there's two or three dogs right-handed. And, and I hadn't struck, and Logan Ray's dog opens with his chopped mouth. It opens again. He opens again. Judge asks for a call. And then country opens, and I strike him. And then he, Logan Ray uh, strikes, and the boy says, no, that's the dog. I'm minusing you. And Logan Ray, Strickland, he, he caught. And I'm like, listen, buddy. It don't even... So I let him and the judge argue. And about that time, country loads up. And they're sitting and arguing. And Josh finally says, boys. No, he says, Strickland, why don't you treat that damn dog? We're going to walk in there and score the fifth coon in the night <laughs> and make him look really stupid, and it's over with. He said, even though there was like 38 minutes yep. left in the hunt, and Moody says, if he's got another one, now now I'm run, they run in the stationary on me. I'm just saying, they'll run it, you know. And Moody says, he's got another one. I'm done. And this other boy, Hunter, he says, this hunting Hunter, he says, yeah, if, if he's got a coon. No, it was Bones. That's Justin right. Bones. That's Bones, right, yep. Justin. He said, yeah, if he's got one, I'm done. And Logan Ray's the one that give us all the fit. And he mumbled and jumbled around there. And direct Logan Ray says, yeah, if he's got a coon, I'm done. I said, well, treat me. Let's go then. He walk in there and he had a double. Logan Ray's walking ahead of me, and before I get to tree, Logan's walking back. So good job, Strickland. <laughs> He's got a double. You know, I walked it in. That was, and I've said that before. That was the only perfect, and it wasn't a full two hours. But it was by the time we got to yeah, country because he was score. deep on that last tree. But that was the most perfect two hours I ever seen out of a dog. He yeah. laid coons up. He hunted that woods like he was supposed to because, remember, he treed them three or four coons right there in that little patch, <clears throat> laid two of them up, uh, ran a good track out of the truck and run it, and then when he ran out of coons right there, he shot through there and got across that, that creek bottom and treed another coon at the end. Yeah. And so I, 
I know I gave him hell, but at least I was honest enough to say, you know, when it was over with. It, you know, I called Ashley. I will. I really wanted to hunt that one off because if I hunted off, it put me like fifty-eight dollars ahead at yeah. all-time money. One, a split made him a platinum champion. And if I hunted, it put us like fifty dollars, fifty-something dollars ahead at all-time money winning blue dog. But our daughter was flying into Louisville, and I had to be there at like she, her flight was like seven. Yeah. And if I left like right then, I could make it and only be like fifteen minutes late. So I'm like, man, I hope nobody wants to hunt it off because <laughs> if not, I'm gonna have to get Uber. Or she's yeah. gonna have to sit around the you know hour from our house. And so we split. I called Ashley. Said, "What'd you do?" I said, "Another twelve eight eighty eight, bud. You know, do you own an all time money winning or do you own a platinum champion blue tick?" I said, "Next weekend." I said, we'll make him all-time money when Blue Dog. He laughed, you know. I said, I ain't playing, buddy. And we, and we did it the next weekend. Oh. But, but, you know, people ask me all the time, how good a dog is country? How good a dog is country? And, you know, anybody else handling a dog, John, you've been around. You know how to handle a dog. The bottom line, guys, is I, I don't care how you are or if you got fairy dust in your pocket. When you take a dog all in one year and you get him in the top six of every, every world hunt, CHKC were hunt, the PKC were hunt, the UKC were hunt, all in the same year. You got a coon dog, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that dog, I, I don't remember a single cast that whole <clears throat> that whole year that I ran that dog. I don't remember a single cast that I didn't do anything other than calling. You know what I mean? I don't remember having any breaks that he shouldn't have got. I don't remember having any big deal that was like, man, he shouldn't have been there. You know. Even even the the cast I, I had Finley again um, in the cast going into the the head up round you know that late round yeah. of this hunt the PKC World Hunt and it was me and and uh, set him up Joe with Casey Stallard and a boy from Georgia and in Finley and Finley's like man of all people I didn't want to draw you and and I wanted to go right handed I wanted mine to be right handed I don't know why well I went I line mine up right and Casey comes over to the right. Gone, you know, and Finley comes over to the right. And I'm so I just now I'm like, well, I'm gonna go left handed. So I sit mine left handed, and in like four minutes, Joe is sitting here at 180 yards right handed, right where well, I'm gonna go 100 and 100. Bam, ours ain't even barked. I'm like, this is gonna be bad, you know, and he pluses him up. Well, then I tree a coon, and Finley trees a coon, and then Finley makes a, a slick tree, and then I tree a great big old den that's big around as this room, the biggest den I've ever seen. Country was up in it. And when I pull off that tree, I hear Joe sitting through their tree again, and I'm like, man, this is bad, you know. So we have to lead to Joe, and Joe's got another coon. And, and then he treated another coon. So I've got like 175, and Joe had 450, wasn't it, actually? Mm-hmm. 425 or 450. And we only had like, 38 minutes left to hunt, 40 minutes left to hunt. So Suzanne and Ashley's walking around with me. and They, they were called timeout. Well, Stallard was guiding, or, or Stallard and Yant were kind of guiding. And the mistake they made is they called timeout and moved. And when they did that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to win this cast. And I told Ashley, and he laughed again. <laughs> he said, dude, he's yeah, got 450. Hey, hey, Ashley, you ever noticed that he only tells these things where he was actually right at the end? Yeah. He yeah. don't say I, nothing about I, all the times I, he says this goofy stuff and he's wrong, does I he? I promise you there's more <laughs> wrong than right. But I, 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 I really felt like I was going to win. So we turned down a little old dike and uh, strike me for 100 and nothing, nothing, bam, treat me for 100 old, yeah. old acre and coon, and I walk in there and plus him up. I get looking around. There's no Suzanne. There's no Ashley. I'm like, they've been walking with me for a week, and now they're gone. They sit in the truck because in their mind, I'm beat. They don't yeah. even walk no more with no loser, you know. <laughs> so they, they was over there with Casey walking with him? No, no, no. They went to the truck, but yeah. they never left the truck. They stayed yeah. with Stallard at the truck. Stallard was at the truck because it was over in his mind. Yeah. We just got to play this out. And then... So I've got 200, nothing else barked. So I pull off this. You see where this is going? And now I get turned loose again. And he goes down through there and with like 18 minutes left, Casey's trying to hear dogs. It's, mm-hmm. you know, Joe's 2.1 miles away on the Garmin, but he can hear him. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> the other boy withdraws. <laughs> Finley says, I can't beat old Blue. I'm tired of hunting with him. Withdraw me. I'm gone. So me and Yant and Stallard, or Casey's sitting there, and, and I've still – I've got to tree another coon to beat him. And uh, we're sitting there, and he comes treed right in front of us, just 
blowing and blowing and blowing. They run the stationary. And Casey says, I can't believe you ain't going to treat that dog. I said, that dog will never stay there, Casey. Yeah. And he said, oh, whatever. I said, I'm telling you. And that stationary run down to four minutes and 12 seconds. I remember like I'm sitting here, four minutes and 12 seconds. And he, he made a little ground bark and then left-handed. And he re-hit that track about 150 yards away. And he went here like you're talking about, here, here, boom, 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 boom. And Casey's saying, we need to walk this way. And I'm like, Casey, you're not even struck. I'm not going a foot. We're not walking to a Garmin. Yeah. You, if you can hear a dog in there, I'm full. I said, the only dog we hear is country, and he's going away from us. I said, he was at 180. Now he's at 380. And I really think he was like 230, honestly. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to walk. <laughs> and he, he goes peck, 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 peck. And, and Casey's like, how much time you got? How much time you got? And yeah, it's two minutes, you know, peck, peck, peck. And all of a sudden, oh. Oh, and on the second bark, bam, country treed. And Yant says, you're going to run a stationary while ago, and now you hook him on the second bark. I'm like, bud, it's over. Yeah. So we walk in there, and this was, of all the draining casts I've ever been on, this one little less 15 minutes here is unbelievable. So we walk in there, and as we walk in, we see a coon sitting. He's in a big, huge oak tree, and there's no leaves on this tree, but it's big. It's probably 10 foot around if you run a tape. But there's a coon sitting right at the end of the oak limb on the left, and Stallard's like, looks like old Blue might have missed him, you know? <laughs> and uh, I tell Yan, I said, before we shine this tree, I want you to determine if they touch. And I'm sitting there, come on, let them touch, let them touch. And Yan says, nope, they don't touch. So at that time, the thermals, your brother had told me about a thermal called a Pulsar 50. Mm -hmm. And he, it was like eight or $9,000. And I ordered it at... At this hunt on Monday night at the Applebee's, me and your brother ordered it, and I had it overnighted, so I had been using it and playing with it. And uh, I, there was a tree that fell down, and I jumped up on this tree, and I threw that pulsar, and I got looking, and there was a huge nest about big as a 55-gallon drum, and I could see these coon ears above that nest yeah. with this pulsar. I could see his face, his tail, and I said, Yank, come here. And he said, yeah, and I, I checked the tree, y'all. You can look at the tree at one time. And I put that pulsar. They didn't even know I had it. I put that pulsar back in my pocket. And I took that laser. I said, you see them gray bumps right there? And Yant's like, uh, yeah, what is it? I said, that's coon ears. And they went to laughing. I'm like, boys, that's coon ears. And he said, okay, go to squalling. We go to squalling. And he don't move. So I jumped down, and I saw me a good green tree. And I beat until I literally, I remember getting dizzy. <laughs> I'm steady beating. And Casey and Yant are standing on this log. And, and Yant says, six minutes has gone strict. You might want to shine the rest of this tree. And when I look back, he was shining the rest of this tree. And I said, Steve Yant, do not take your light off that nest. This coon is in that nest. Do not look anywhere else. I don't care what you do, but do not take your light off that nest. And I went to screaming, not squalling. I went to beating and screaming the highest pitch like a woman as hard as I could. And about that time, he says, I got him, I got him. And, and the first thing that hit my mind was I wanted to make sure Casey seen this coon. Yeah. So I thought the coon poked his head out and went back. And when I looked back at Casey. Casey had dropped his head, was shaking his head. And I said, you got him? He goes, well, my God, the summit's run out here on the limb. He's sitting out here in the wide open now. Yeah. Hunt's over. So we basically used that whole hunt time to score this tree. So I get my dog. <laughs> I walk back towards the truck, and Ashley meets me about 80 yards. And he says, well, cuz, we had a good run. <laughs> he says, we get them next year. I'm like, get them hell. I'm going to get them tomorrow night. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, we in, brother. We won. He goes, ain't no way. You search that tree eight minutes. Jeff Stallard at the truck done said they ain't going to find this one. They done searched it eight minutes. I said, all I can tell you is you tell Jeff Stallard he's going home, bud. <laughs> And, and that was, that was, of all the coon hunting I've ever done my whole life since I was 11 years old, that cast right there was probably the most memorable, exhilarating cast I've ever been on. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Check out Dogs Are Treat at dogsartreat.com. And if you go to their website at checkout and enter the code HXP20% off, you will get 20% off of your entire order on all of their branded products. 
Leashes, tieouts, medical kits, paws are protected. Build your pack from the ground up and support a fellow houndsman that supports your lifestyle. Enter the code HXP20% off at checkout. Go to their website today at dogsartree.com. Oh, out of all of them. Out of all out of them. My all whole the cast out, and out all of, the winning and all the stuff you've went done. Went in a truck, went in pro divisions, pro hunts, out of the $100,000 hunt, you know, getting second in that, out of all the cast I've ever hunted in, out of all these dogs, that cast right there was the most exhilarating cast to me. And what'd that pay, that cast? No, what's like a couple grand? No, it was sixty five hundred, six thousand, something like that. So I mean, it, 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 it ain't about the money, guys. That's why I'm trying you to explain it. it ain't. It's you know, some of these, the some of these biggest wins that people have in the cast that they remember the most ain't got nothing to do with money. You know, if, if it's about the money, I'd be in my office selling pharmaceuticals yeah. or selling land or buying cars and selling it. I wouldn't be a coon hunting. Yeah. You know, I promise you that. But Ashley, what's your plans for country now? Um, we, pull him out and win a world hunt nation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a night last night, that's the first thing we said. We wish we had country, yeah. you know. Um, you know, with his age and, and, you know, trying to breed and semen purpose and, you know, big, pulling his semen and stuff and kind of got to the point, you know, he was at his age, we were going to have to make a decision. You know, I felt like with a vet told us we was going to go stir or we were going to hunt him. You know, he just couldn't keep taking it of his age, both of them. So, and that's when we... We made the decision to pull him out, and everybody calling, you know, wanting to breed. So we made that decision, and, and I'm going to hunt him. I plan to hunt him this week, but, you know, it's up to John, you know. Yeah. It really – we love him, you know, the way if he stands in the pen. He, he don't know you guys he nothing. He don't know us nothing. The memories that we've made with that dog, you know, is priceless, <clears> you know. I, I – you know, Josh, I've owned Jenny and Bad Habit and old Triple Creek Rat and Clayton and – all these dogs, Wipeout Ruby, all these dogs. I've never, 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 not one time have I turned one loose and looked at my garment, them crossing a gravel road, or I'm not talking about a big road, a gravel road, and thought, oh man, I need to get around there. Uh, because my deal is, well, I ain't gonna say that because it's kind of cruel. I've, I've always said if a man dies, you hire another one. If a dog dies, you buy another one. Yeah. I mean, I really don't feel like that. Don't take that as an internal me feeling. I'm just saying it's a, you know, if a dog dies, you buy another dog or, you know, get another dog and, and finish him out and, and get him where he can win. But the last hunt that I hunted country in uh, was down at Jed's again. And me and Yant and Jed and I think Rain was on that cast. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, y'all's Rain Dog. And country got way back left-handed, and he kept going across this road, back and forth, back and forth. And when I got around, I realized they were burning. They were doing some field burns, and he was trying to take a track through that field burn, but he wouldn't. And and I remember withdrawing because I said, man, all it takes is one car coming on that road. And I never felt like that about anything. I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't want anything to get killed, but I never had that urge. i got to get my hand on this dog and get him. So that's kind of where country is in my heart, so. Well, considering all the dogs, and one question is, if you turn bad habit and country loose together in a cast situation ten times, who's going to have the most wins at the end ten times, head to head? Whatever comes out the dog box when you open it, it's who I'd hunt. I've told you that before. <laughs> you got you know you know you got one that you like better. <clears throat> Come on, Strick. If you. That's a hard question because we own bad habit longer and we hauled him yeah. a lot more and we hunted him. Um, and Jeff hunted ha- I mean I hunted habit but then Ronnie Smith hunted habit yep. for me and Jeff hunted habit for me um, if you say for that period that I hunted both dogs I like country better yeah. country was easy uh, country didn't chew habit chewed country's broke habit chased hogs and armadillers and possums and skunks he'd just soon kill a skunk as he would tree a coon <laughs> you never caught him on it Yeah. but I mean you'd rent a car or rent a Durango because they really didn't rent trucks back then. It'd be a pro hunt in Texas. You'd rent one and you'd ride around all for two days with your eyes watering because he's <laughs> caught a skunk. And, and I mean, he act like it was just everyday deal. You know, he yeah. would kill all these creatures. You'd be walking along find dead possums. He done run them down and caught them. But he'd treat so many coons. And, and, and you could take about every scorecard and put 100 minus on tree before you ever left the, the clubhouse because he was going to chew. He was a 100 bark a minute tree dog. And then he might tree for 30 minutes and just stop on a whim and he might chew 
I remember one time I had a watch and he chewed for seven minutes and 18 seconds. He never drew a bark. And then he goes back to treeing, and we walk in there. It takes an hour to get to him. He never yeah. shuts up again. Plus him up, he wins. That's crazy. So if, you, if you're honestly making me take that and say which one, then it is country because yeah. he was a dream to hunt. Um, but if you're honestly going to do that, I, I like the little Apollo dog. I mean, he's not in their league. He's not yet. He's young. He's two. He's not a country. He's not a habit. But if you're talking about enjoyment and enjoying, I like him. God, he's easy. He's yeah. like a kid to me. I've spent so much time with him, you, you know. But I, it, it's country. Yeah, it's I country. I don't want to talk about the airplane dog on here or Norman Starling very bad, but – uh, I drew an airplane last night. He beat me, treed three coons. Mm-hmm. And I've hunted with country. No comparison. There's not, I don't care what Norman says or what anybody on the internet says or anything like that. They are not even, we walked that blue tick over three coons. He never got mm-hmm. out of pocket. He never hustled around. He <clears> did, <throat> he did, and I don't get me wrong, if you put plane in coons, I imagine he'll beat the brakes off of you. He did us last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. He got a good break on that coon that they plussed. I don't think those trees touch, but it don't matter. Either way, I got beat. Uh, but I don't think they understand just by – you can't understand by looking at scorecards what these dogs are like. Right. You can't. And country had all the bells and whistles and the motor and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. they're, they're not even close. They just ain't on the same level. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, we had that little hunt, and Ashley, Ashley went with me, and, and we didn't – we didn't have a very good night. It, yeah. You know, a month ago, everybody in the whole country was having a hard time treating coons. And we it, did. I just drew you right before that down yeah. at Lebanon. We had it, a miserable time. We were talking coons, about it. Yeah. We had a hard everybody, and and the guy, you know, that was up there said, "Man, I ain't been training coons, but there's a lot of coons here." And even though we were in Indiana, and Indiana's got known for good coon population, we just had a bad night. Yeah. And but I mean, Apollo, the little Apollo dog, treat three coons. Um, Airplane treed a coon. Uh, we walked him over it. Same thing. He yeah. he stayed there for seven minutes. We walked him. He treated a coon 35 feet from us. Feet, not yeah. yards. Uh, that's the only coon the dog really treed. Um, but me and Ashley walked out, and I said, you know what, Ashley? I said, I wish I was hunting the country of 19 tonight because I'm telling you, there's no doubt in my mind. And I know when they retire or when they die, they get better. Because yeah. country had some bad nights, too. Uh, but that night, in the way them coons were, in the way them coons were sitting, in the way the crops and the layout, country absolutely would have destroyed Apollo and Airplane. It wouldn't even have been... It would have been it would have been ugly. Yeah, I would have quit at an hour if somebody had been hunting country. I watched some of it on the live stream, yeah. and I was thinking, you know, they don't. I don't know, and it, I, that just goes back to I don't know why everybody gets to bagging on country. I don't know if it's because you guys own him or if it's because he's or what the deal is with him. But man, them guys ought to be flocking to that dog and celebrating that dog instead yeah. of trying to put him down. That's just my thing. And all these yeah. dogs, everybody gets jealous. A lot of these dogs, but. Mm-hmm. I think that's why the Walker guys, you look at these guys, we bred a gold champion female to country, Walker female to The country. all-time money-winning female in the world. Oh, got History bred to country, bred. Yeah. A world champion got bred to country. I mean, I mean these, you name it. Yeah, these guys don't care what breeds what or what. We mm-hmm. just want to win, yeah. <laughs> you know. And I think maybe if the blue tick breed would start doing that a little more often, they'd be a little better I, off. I'll tell you what you could do if it be possible. You could give me a country every year of country that I hunted in 19 you could give me a country every year and I never would hunt anything but I mean yeah. I'm, I'm good the rest of my life I'd be satisfied the rest of my life I well, mean I, he was just dominant he's a dominant hound when he you know he's not today he's nine years old yeah. we started breeding him and you know we could have listen we could have very easily went out there and kept hauling that dog um and making him look bad because now he ain't got coon hunting on his mind. He's got females. Yeah. He's running females. He's not in shape. He's nine years old. I mean, call a spade a spade, but at the end of the day, you know, you could say, well, why'd y'all quit hunting him when you did? Well, uh, this is ugly on my face. The only person uglier than me is Jake Moore, but this is ugly <laughs> on my face, and and uh, and it ain't stupid, you know? And it's like I told Ashley. Ashley wanted to 
he wanted to breed him, and I understand why he wanted a legacy, some yeah. more pups. And I said, listen, we're either going to breed him or we're going to hunt him. And, and I've done my hunting, and I'm happy with what we've done. And if you want to breed him, we'll breed him. But I'm not hunting him again. We're not hunting him and making him look bad because that's what's going to happen. The dog's going to look bad. And then, well, he's just another blue dog. He's not just no. another blue dog. He's not just another dog of that's, any breed. That's why a, I never wanted to hunt with him again. I told Ashley yeah. that, too. I said, I never want to turn loose with that dog because i'm afraid he'll make a mistake we we and got it'll ruin this image that i have of this dog and that's what happens when you go yeah. to breeding these male dogs they start getting rough and they start a getting doing stupid things and after we after we we started breeding him um i bought a brand new brand new can-am crew cab and i put him in and i told ash i said this dog just ain't the same dog he he ain't got that fire to go i mean he still goes hunting he'll yeah. still tree a coon but it ain't as quick and he'd come mosleying back by you and i keep a pony whip in this you know ranger and i run this joker down and i whipped a fire out of him i mean i whipped a, he'd come back a couple of times just by me yeah and i whipped the fire out of him and and uh, here i am i picked a ranger up at four o'clock here it is eight o'clock i'm hunting and when I whipped him, that dude took off across that field. And when he hit the hood of that ranger, son, he put, 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 put with them toenails. <laughs> and he's standing up on the roof. And I'm telling you, I couldn't even speak. I was so mad because I'm like, he has scratched that new ranger up. This so much ain't going hunting. This is country. I know what he's capable. So I grabbed that whip and I hauled ass across there. When I got there, I looked at the hood and he hadn't scratched it, but he was on the roof looking down at me. And I said, get down here. And he just looked at me. I said, you better get down here. And I tried to get him, and he just went to the back. <laughs> and I went around the back, and he went to the front. And I'm not the tallest person in the world anyway. You know, and the dog's bigger than me. And I'm like, dude, and Grant is dying laughing. Him I and bet. Caden's laughing. So finally, I went around the side, and he looked at me. And I jerked him off this side, got him by car, jerked him off, and he, he just looked up. He didn't move. He looked up with his eyes, and I laid that pony wet in the back of the, of the ranger, and I said, oh, boy, I ain't doing this. Yeah. I ain't whipping you. You don't owe me nothing. You know, you, you, you give me so many hours and hours and hours of happiness. I'm not doing this. Yeah. So that was the last whooping country I'll ever get for He ain't. You know, I don't think Ashley's gonna whip him. No, Ashley will whoop you if you go try to whoop him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, I know we're all busy. Uh, it's World Hunt Thursday night. Everybody's wore out and tired, so I appreciate you guys coming in, Ashley and John both. Ashley, you were including this video or podcast. Surely you want to say something? Yeah, anything. Put it out there, Ashley. <laughs> he, I see him. He's staring down at his phone. He's sending business texts. He's, and he's doing. I'd Everybody don't realize this, but listen. When you go eat chicken in the United States of America, one in every 10 chicken, this man has put his hands on at one time. So <laughs> think about that. Every time you eat a chicken, you probably eating something Ashley Oxidine has touched. <laughs> one in every chicken in the U.S. comes from Ashley. So, I mean, you think about it. Yeah. That's they said that I was talking to, I think it was Chris Powell yesterday was talking about Ashley's place and how well run it is and how much work it is <laughs> and stuff like that. He ain't just some chicken farmer from North Carolina, No, is he? he ain't, buddy. I promise you that. <laughs> Chris come out and stayed with me a couple of days. I said, Chris, man, I'd like to hang out with you. I said, but he said, I'll go with you to work. And he went with me to work for two days. That's what he said. <laughs> oh, no, let me tell you a quick story about going to work. So we've been hunting, 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 hunting. And I've got a place in Georgia. And actually come down there. We, Jeff and them come down. We go hunt, you know, and stay. And so 4th of July comes up this past year. And I buy this big old offshore boat. And I'm like, hey, Ashley, I'm going to bring the boat to your, he bought a place at Myrtle Beach. I'm going to bring the boat to Myrtle Beach and leave it at your house. And when y'all close, they're closing on Friday before yeah. 4th of July. I said, me and Suzanne's going to come in there. I ain't bring no dog. We ain't hunting. We're just going to enjoy and have a good time. All right. I said, we'll leave Wednesday night. We get to Thursday. So I roll in. I said, I got your boat in the lift. I said, good. So we get there on Thursday. And this dude closes on this beach house. And he's hauling mulch. He's mulching the bed. I'm like, I done told this joker that we having a good time now. I don't. I, so his brother-in-law's, I'm like, we need some beer if I got to haul this mulch. So we start hauling mulch around. And Suzanne's like, are we going to have a good time? I said, yeah, honey, we got to help Ashley with the mulch, you know. So we mulch his yard up. And then the pressure wash kicks out. I'm like, damn, boy, we got a pressure wash too? So me and Suzanne, we like, all right, we get on a golf cart. We go to the bar across the river. <laughs> and the next day, the next day, I'm like, Ashley City, we good. So the next day, 
I get up, I hear why sweet eaters and shit going outside. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, here we go. He's working again. So, yeah. all right. So, I said, uh, well, let me get up and go down and see what they're doing. So, I go in there, and Chris. I said, where's Ashley? He went to the chicken farm, an hour and a half away. I'm like, went to the chicken farm. <laughs> He went to the chicken farm. I said, we supposed to be down here vacation. He's at the chicken farm. He goes, yes. Yeah. So I call him. I'm coming back. I know you're going to be back. So about three hours later, I told Suzanne, I said, if this joker ain't at this house by 2.30, we going. We going to Georgia. We leaving him, you know. He'll be back. So he rolls in there, and we get on jet skis and get a ticket and all this. I mean, <laughs> another story. But the next day, I wake up that morning. Where's Ashley? He's at the chicken farm. I'm like, honey, pack these suitcases up. We're going from here. <laughs> and we went on home. But uh, he's obsessed, man. I'm I'll tell you, you what, you guys about got me talked out of coming out there and visiting him. I work my butt off at home all the time. I ain't coming out there and help Ashley work. <laughs> that, uh, it's, it slows down sometime, yeah. you know. But Yeah. I, that, see, that's the thing about coon hunting for me. That's my outlet, you know. And And I really... I enjoy pleasure hunting more than I do the yeah. competition side, you know. I'm like, John, you know, we don't do it for the money, you know. We enjoy it. We love it. Yeah. Jake's did good with Trigger, and Dale's done good with Little Trigger. and We, we had the last couple good years, you know. Yeah. Well, you guys are in. You got dogs in. Congratulations on that. Uh, I want to get you guys down here again. I want to set up. We'll go hunting one night. We'll sit down and talk podcast. I want to talk about how you guys got your start and all that stuff, too. You know, there's a lot of important stuff we can cover. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you're both here. You both want to sit down and talk about my favorite blue tick of all time, which is a pretty short list. But Old Country's probably one of my favorite dogs of all time. So I wanted to sit down and get a little get a little talking in with him. But I appreciate you guys coming. Good luck the rest of the week out here. And uh, I'm rooting for everybody all the time but you know i've always always there was looking at them cast members trying to get you guys getting there in there too and rooting for you too so yeah all right you guys got any last words i know john's got to say something thank you josh all uh, right i mean i listen to i listen to these podcasts it's always amazing to hear different people and different perspectives and and you know how how people how perceive or you perceive them and then mm -hmm. you listen to how they started and all this pretty amazing so Maybe. thank you for doing doing what you do i appreciate it yes sir thank you josh all right thank you guys for joining me this is josh michaelis with the truth on the houndsman xp podcast network and uh thank you for listening